from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. The crew! <laughs> no, let Carter say the crew. He did. Didn't you hear him? Wow, he has a baritone voice. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my voice. That was Carter's voice. You're doing a... The crew, the crew. You're doing one of those, what is a, a ventriloquist acts? So he's really talking. It's just coming out of your mouth. Hi, Carter. Hi, big guy. Ventriloquist act. No, he's not sticking his hand up my butt. Yeah, he's like, no, shut that down, Aunt Kathy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, hey, hey, we're um, very all kidding aside. First of all, uh, welcome to the crew. We're getting ready to have Dr. Good on. And I tell you, boy, you know, for the first day of school being either Monday or today for a lot of school districts and a lot of schools and charter schools, private, public, week. all that. Wow. Lots and lots and lots to talk about with Dr. Good today. And uh, just well, lots of unanswered questions, but but all, in all seriousness, JP, um, last night, um, Courtney and Carter were in, thank goodness, in John's work truck, which is a very big, strong, you know, farm truck, um, rear-ended by a drunk driver, and thank the good Lord, praise Jesus, that Carter and Courtney are both okay. Uh, that That's some scary stuff. I know! I know. We're so happy that you're okay. <laughs> He's like, I know, Aunt Kathy. Thank you. I could hear you praising Jesus all the way in Plano. <laughs> well, we're just very, very happy that they're okay, JP, because that could have been a very, very serious accident. I think they were hit. The other guy was going 50 miles an hour, never slowed down, and never hit his brake. Okay, and they and Courtney was at a standstill, and um, since the individual had been drinking, I guess, I don't know, I guess didn't see Courtney? What happened? Carter just told you all about it, didn't you hear? <laughs> I'm wanting JP's version. <laughs> He's like, I'm okay. <laughs> so fortunately, a witness uh, stayed around the scene. And God bless her. The witness her. was a lady who was exiting 35. Okay. And this man went around her. Um, she was doing 50. He went around her, curved back into the lane, and slammed into the back of the truck, never hitting his brake. Mm. So he, so uh, she stayed around the as a witness. She saw brake lights was after the impact. That was the first time that she mm, saw so saw headlights. So scary. So he had to be going 55, 60 miles an hour. I, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit, and we probably need to just do a segment on it one day. Um, I, I just, I literally was listening to another show on my way in, and they were talking about just how it's not safe on the roads nowadays. Um, I, I see so much road rage. I think, I mean, last night we had a um, family memorial service to go to in Bonham, Texas. And I'm pretty sure I saw at least two drunk drivers on the road last night. You know, it's well, just... Well, he was drunk. I mean, mm. they hauled him off to jail. Wow. Wow. Well, thank the good so, Lord yeah. that Courtney and Carter are okay. Um, I know y'all are y'all are down to one car and going in for repairs today, but thank the good Lord that... Um, that they were they were safe. I mean, that they walked away and got out of the car without any incident. Yeah, I mean, if they'd have been in the Cadillac, there probably would have been injury to both of them. Oh, uh, even though the Cadillac sorry. is big and it's secure, and 
but still, I mean, with the way he hit them, I mean, the truck, uh, because it sets up higher, the car went under the truck. Um, the bumper took the brunt of the of the of the destruction, um, thankfully. Yeah. And so it just woke Carter up out of a deep sleep, and he was crying. Courtney and, said, "Yeah, uh, he just started screaming immediately." Well, I'm sure because yeah. when, when an accident happens, um, it, it's it's a scary sound. That metal on metal is a loud off-putting sound that you don't ever want to hear well and especially if you saw the picture of um uh, the other if car? you saw the picture of, of his car yeah, I, I mean i'm surprised he walked away i mean the whole front was just taken down you know yeah, oh, i yeah. mean i mean I it, mean, it looked like he drove seat. up under courtney's truck <laughs> I know, I know. Well, do you we have Doctor? To make. Uh, okay, we've got yeah. Doctor Good in. I hear her. Hello, Looking good morning. Baby. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, there's Doctor Good. Look at those eyes. Oh my gosh, cute. <laughs> Adorable. So, Doctor Good, talking about babies, we got them all going back to school oh, across yeah. the like this month. What? A, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to public. And stuff to talk about. Oh my goodness! I, I was working out. I went out early to work out at the at the gym, and on the TV they have so much. They're having to report on the different things the different districts are trying to do. Um, you know, mass, no mass. Some p districts are big enough that they can pay the fine with mandating the mass. Virtual school, not virtual school. There is just so much going on that, first of all, I would tell parents, make sure you are keeping communication uh, available to you from the schools. I am sure the schools are, are communicating about their COVID protocols, about masks, about um, some, some districts are actually offering virtual school, if you can believe that. Uh, Plano, this is sort of interesting, Plano is offering virtual school starting August 16th for three weeks. And... They're going to see if they can offer a higher quality one, and they'll pay for it themselves. Although I, I did see that the ESSER funds will cover some virtual school costs. So it's not completely uh, unpaid for, which is good to hear. But while all this is going on, we have um, our legislators now looking at passing a bill to allow virtual school. So, I mean, so much going on. It, it Just, changes day to day, you know, and Dr. Dr. Good, it's interesting because we do have the legislative session, a special legislative session um, going on right now. So because normally whatever's set in stone as the law would go at this point. But now we've got a special session so the legislators can discuss this. And you're right. It's interesting. I think each school district and then each campus is kind of naturally, from what I hear from my, my friends and my former students who are teachers, and then from what I've observed myself with my son going back for his senior year, each campus kind of has their own mindset, um, you know, or the majority wearing masks, not wearing masks. Sure. I, I think it's kind of almost like the personality of the school and the leadership is kind of coming through on these things. Sure, the climate and culture of the school yes, yes, decides that's I mean. that. Yep. yep. And so, you know, it, it just, we are at a fascinating time. Again, COVID has forced us to really reflect on our practices and on future practices. 
because in, in reading the article around what the legislators are trying to do with bringing virtual school, they the, the current bill that has been passed by the Senate, but of course not passed by the House because we don't have quorum there, is to let this let virtual school happen until 2027. But there are many senators who, wow. uh, I'm sorry, legislators who are saying, no, no, we 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 won't vote yes on that unless you back that date off to 2023, because they're afraid that what the intent of the bill is is actually make virtual school permanent, and they don't want that. They're not ready for that yet, and so there's there's a lot going on around public education all brought on by COVID, but maybe bringing us into the 21st century a little bit quicker than we would have otherwise. Right. And you, you have heard me say that before. Right. Um, and I think it is naive to think that virtual school will go away. Um, it just, it's, it's very handy to have when you have not only a pandemic, but when you have a sick kid, right? Who, who wants well, to be able well, to keep up with his school. Yeah, you and I talked about that. You know, let's say you've got a kid who um, who breaks a leg and they've got to have their leg in a cast elevated in bed for for two full weeks. Well, hey, I'm bringing a laptop in. I'm doing virtual after the first couple of days. You know, if I'm the mom, you know, same, uh, same thing with so and think about all the times, you know, either your kids or, you know, kids at schools where you were. Um, got sick. I know, you know, my kids, okay, they've got fever. I've still got to keep them home another 24 hours. Once that fever broke, the kids bouncing off the walls. Like, what do I do? I would have loved to have had a laptop to put in front of them mm -hmm. so they wouldn't have missed. So they would have had what, you know, a 24 hour cycle of sure. homework to make up versus 48 or 72. Sure. And the tussle down in Austin is also that the scores indicated that very definitely virtual school the way it was done was not successful for most of our, our students. Right. You know, we had a 40% that failed their math, 30% passed, uh, failed their reading uh, star. And so the way we did it, but of course, we, I hope people are fair when they look back at what educators did uh, instead of pointing fingers and saying, you did virtual school, you know, wrong or so, so poorly that our kids weren't able to pass star, we were still trying to build that plane while flying it. It's, it's, it's something that we need to get better at. We've said that all along, but you can't get better at it while you have a teacher in the classroom with kids and teaching virtual. Right. There were a lot of things going on that kept the kids from being able to be as successful as they would otherwise. And, and the bill that they are trying to pass uh, does say that, first of all, it could only be for 10% of your um, district total of kids, okay. which is interesting. Huh. And then um, it can't be done by a teacher who's also has face-to-face. -face. It has to be by, by teachers who are just doing virtual, so no more sharing. Yeah. That, that, that had to have affected, you know, instruction. Having teachers in the classroom with you know, 12 kids, let's say, and then another 12 at home or even more at home and trying to do both at the same time. And then what actually ended up happening, you know that, is we had virtual school at school, right? Right. We didn't have yeah. teachers teaching the regular way. We had teachers online teaching virtually with kids in front of her right. and kids right. at home. And, and so the bill addresses some of that. 
we are really at the beginning of figuring out 21st century. A little bit of a, she froze for a second. I hope people, oh, there she's better now. I hope, I hope people will look at what's happening in public education, want to keep track of it because it is interesting. It may affect your kids and grandkids and will in the future. And, and then see how you can help, right? Right. Um, be, be a part of the voice around um, the legislative bills that have to do with virtual learning or any other public education bills. Let them know how you feel about that. And, yes. you know, I would also encourage people to chat with their friends and family around what's happening with public education. And then that leads to an action of, hey, you know, we need to really call our legislators. We need to pop an email to our legislators and let them know that we really like the virtual school concept. It needs to be done better. But, you know, so we're going to ask that they vote in favor of that. That's how you can actively participate in your government in a very positive way. Right. And and again, you're all about advocating and empowering <laughs> parents and teachers and yeah, students themselves. Yeah. So just a wee bit. But it's important because um, especially in a state like Texas right now, take advantage of the fact that we do have a special session. If your state rep and if your state senator are not responding, contact somebody who's on the committee who um, has is carrying a bill that you do like or you don't like. Um, and let them know, hey, I'm represented by state representative so-and-so, but I can't get an email or a return phone call. That kind of word gets around. Um, you know, and again, reach out to people on the committee, the committee chair. You can look all of that up online very easily. Yeah. Um, but take advantage of the fact that we're back Senator in session. Yeah, 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 there you go. We'll get in touch with, you know, Senator Paxton for anything that has to do with um, education. Angela Paxton, who's been on our show, you know, as a regular member of the crew, it's important, you know, they can say, hey, I've got people from all over the state contacting me saying this. That's how your voice is heard. It's never been more important and yes. a better time yes. to, to really be actively listening about what's going on, learning about what's going on, and then taking it the next step and letting your legislators know what you think about what's going on. They want to hear from you. That's one of those things that well, most do. There, right. there are those that have been in, in the position a little longer than they should, and they get a little cranky and, and, and arrogant. But again, you had a good workaround, yep. and that is then you go to those legislators that are actually working on the committee around that bill and reach out to them. Right. Yep. It just is so, so important. Um, you know, so if, if I'm a parent and I'm hearing, what, you know, one thing on the news, seeing another thing on social media, my next door neighbor's telling me something different. Where do you go to get the straight scoop on your school district and your campus? Well, my hope is, first of all, that you have a built a relationship with your school, with your teachers, with your school campus leaders. Um, if you followed what I did last week, right, on yep. how to, um, you know, the checklist for beginning of school, then if you followed all that, then you have that relationship built in and you feel comfortable calling the school. And, and, and gosh, one of the most important people to get to know is that the school receptionist or Amen. You know, office manager. <laughs> Amen. They, uh, they're very important people to uh, bring, you know, I, I had said last week, if you're making cookies or brownies at home, bring one to your teacher, but uh, bring one to your office manager or, or you know, receptionist, whoever is answering the phone. Um, that couldn't <laughs> go bad. Um, so be 
making sure, first of all, make sure that the school has your updated information. If you've changed emails, if you've changed cell phones, they should be like the second entity to get the notice of the change, right? Uh, make sure that your, um, your information about who can pick up your kids is updated. Yes. Not only with the correct people, but also with correct phone numbers. You know, um, a lot of parents don't understand that schools can call the police or CPS if you don't pick your child up on time. It is yeah. neglect. If yeah. you don't pick, if you're thinking somebody will be at school, they're safe there, and I can't get there till six. Oh, yeah, you're right. They will stay with your child, but there oh. will be a consequence. Oh, uh, yeah. Be Absolutely. Well, and it's and one of those things that's that's part of your plan. You're real big on, you know, telling parents plan way, way um, ahead. And so, okay, it's oh, a pandemic God, yeah. year. You may have, whereas, let's think, you know, I, I remember uh, one of my girlfriends who was always on the list to pick Emily or CJ up. Um, it, she's in a situation right now where she's got a family member living with her who has a compromised immune system. So she would not be a candidate to pick my kids up, to be, be on the list for to pick CJ up in a case of an emergency. Now, again, my kids are older now, so it's, it's, it's not the same. But again, I, I'm thinking, okay, back a few years ago, I would have had to have had another neighbor or another girlfriend in addition to the family members who were approved on that list because that was a person who was right down the street from, from both schools and wouldn't have been able to pick them up because of the pandemic. And so you have emergencies, plan in advance so your kid knows, hey, if I'm not there for some reason, aunt so-and-so's coming to get you. Well, like I said last week on the checklist, um, if you want to keep your school and your teacher happy with you, drop the kids off a little bit early and pick them up on time. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how you keep teachers happy. Amen. Oh, well, Dr. Good, thank you so much. You're right welcome, guys. Always a pleasure. <clears throat> Talk later. Talk All later. right. Thanks. Have All a good right. one. Tune in yeah. to Ask Dr. Be Good on Sundays at 8 a.m. Yeah, now we've got tons joining us and tons James and tons. Tellers Yay, with Make James. Your Mark with Sight Mark. Good morning, James. Good morning, JP. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Hey, how are you? Hey, James. It was a long break, but we're back. It was. We lost some time this morning, and I know that you have a hard break at 8 30. Some fun. COVID policy discussions, I understand. You got it. At some point, you're going to have to address the uh, elephant in the room. So we got to talk about it. <laughs> the COVID elephant in the room. Um, James, let's introduce our topic. And then I don't know if you can come back uh, maybe next Monday or next Friday. Um, if you have an <laughs> open spot and let's really dive into this. Yeah. I'd like to make it a two-part conversation because this is sure. very serious. It's hitting our country hard. There's a lot of discussion about it. Um, in liberal cities, you're seeing uh, guns that are banned somehow making it to the market miraculously and innocent people getting killed, children getting killed. Uh, and so it doesn't seem like gun violence is really related to banning guns at all. And right. so I'm going to let you kind of introduce our topic. And then Absolutely. Just, so, yeah. you know, one thing that I think is interesting <clears throat> is the broader context of the discussion of gun violence. And you know, have an honest discussion as a society about how to make our society safer. And um, I think that's something that everybody would agree with. Um, and I guess as we look at the causes um, of gun violence, how to tackle it, you know, we think we have to um, deassociate uh, where people get their, their symbolism or ideas or feelings uh, related to it. And 
like everything else right now, like COVID and everything else, is politicized. So when they get politicized, they get very difficult to have conversations about. And, um, you know, one of the, the goals, I think, would be um, to start with an open, honest conversation to try to understand the issue. And then I care more about, I don't know about you, Don, but I care more about getting results. I'd like to see a safer society. I don't care about the perception of doing something that looks like we're trying to do something to make people safe. I want to make people safe. Well, you know, James, they call that politics. <laughs> um, let's do something that looks yeah. like it's going to make everybody better, when in reality, it seems to only make a handful or a few better, and they yeah. benefit, and everybody else in the end suffers. You know, it's kind of like uh, handing out unemployment. Uh, let's go ahead and hand out trillions of dollars, billions of dollars of unemployment, because we're going to make you better. Oh, but by the way, somebody's got to pay that back, because the last time I checked, George Washington's tree was a cherry tree, not a money tree. That's true. Well, you know, actually speaking of the money. But a bum. Took me a second on that one. One of the things about money, money and politics you can't separate. And one of the things I think is always interesting about the discussion on gun control and gun issues is that follow the political cycle. It seems like when the uh, when one group or the other needs to come up with space, it starts talking about let's do gun control or let's expand Second Amendment rights. And uh, also, the friends, you know, there's a big discussion about what we can do to, to curtail adverse laws, regulate, and it scares people. And, and guess what? Both sides end up donating a lot, donating a lot of money. Um, so, of course, I think the motivation um, for some is to use that to get people to vote and get money poured into their um, political campaigns. So, you know, that aside, unfortunately, laws do get implemented and decisions are made that affect people's lives. And I think, you know, I hope, hope some politicians are listening, but our, our, your job is to protect the public, to do policy that makes the country stronger, safer, and better. It's not just about, you know, supporting your base and getting money and staying in power. You got you to gotta get out there and actually do something. Well, and let's talk about the politics of it today, and then we'll talk about, you know, really the human condition of it. Um, on the next episode. That's where the really we get deep and we start talking about uh, stratus and structure of society and how people are distributed. And um, it's interesting, you know, from the political standpoint, for me, my issue is, is that it's all about control and it's which side gets to control. And it seems like Democrats and socialists, which are now almost one and the same, uh, want nothing but control over the masses, and they get the privilege yeah. of what was once ours, and if we're yeah. not careful, we'll be taken away from us. Yeah. On the other side of the aisle, you've got us saying, hey, we want the masses to be in control, and we represent the masses, and that's our job. Our job is to represent the masses, yeah. although some of them seem to have forgotten. Mitt Romney, I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting that the firearm itself evolved in a time frame where there's massive political change. And you saw this huge shift uh, from very centralized, very brutal, very um, controlled societies to more open free societies. And I really believe the firearm was what allowed Europe to throw away, uh, get away from the monarchy, monarchy and get rid of the kings and queens and establish the, the, public, the people as the, the base of governmental power. And I think it's funny that people think that by getting rid of the firearm from the people will and make people more free and safe. You know, the history has not shown that to be the case. Right, no. Well, and, and it still doesn't. I mean, history, look at Venezuela. Uh, history does not show that being able to control 
uh, guns and their ability to be in the hands of the general public uh, is a good policy. It's not a good policy. You know, you say, oh, it'll make you safer, less murders, less deaths. Look at Australia. Uh-huh. Australia is a prime example. They've had a spike in violent crimes used with weapons. Yeah. And, you know, it's like people in Great Britain, uh, when they started to ban knives, they're like, we'll pick up screwdrivers. Yeah. You know, if we want to commit a crime, we will find a way to get a weapon and commit a crime. I mean, if nothing else, they can turn back the page to King Arthur and yeah. make homemade homemade weapons out of the garage, for goodness sake. Yeah, and I think that the, the misnomer that additional regulations and laws and bureaucracy um, is going to stop people who are already breaking the law, stop, you know, buying guns and bringing law. The, the truth is we need to do better about the conditions which foster uh, the people that are violent, people that would misuse firearms. I think that's, you want to fix society, you fix the home, you fix the values that are taught. Um, and there's also a major different conversation a different day, but there's a major war going on right now for the values of the country. Um, what our children should be taught and where should they spend their focus. Um, yeah. It's interesting times, but I was going to start off, get people thinking about this real quick. And, um, you know, think about the context of, of totalitarian regimes and kind of what damage that they've done to people and millions of lives ruined and people murdered. So in, in 20, um, um, hold on, let me watch that. In 2019, um, I'm just going to talk about rifles for a second. Um, you know, people always talk about AR-15 and other rifles just where they think gun violence, but guys, you know, how many people in 2019 died of, of gun violence from rifles? No clue. 364 people. That's how many people lost out of 300 million, Jay. Yeah, but how many? I mean, how many people die of every other cause? I mean, it's interesting, and that's people that are criminals. Um, you know, accidental death, and 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 you know, it's, it's very small. And actually, I've seen a lot of stats that say that actually use of firearms is safer than most uh, sports team sports out there. So. <laughs> Probably so. So we need to kind of focus on the facts. Let's do this. Um, let's go ahead and and kind of get people timed up. We want to talk about how we can actually affect. Uh, gun violence and how we can actually reduce um, violence in our communities and how do we actually strengthen the American experience and families. Um, that's what we need to focus on. And we'll, we'll look at the facts and uh, we'll, we'll come up with uh, some, some ways that we can do it. And we'll <laughs> it's going to take a lot of people. We, we need to get more people on board with that. But the vision is we want to make America stronger, have strong families. Um, we want them safe as well. Yes. So, so uh, stay tuned uh, for Make Your Mark with Sight Mark. Uh, when we come back next week, we're going to talk human behavior and gun control and how those two things can be brought together again. But it's going to take the American people, not politicians, to fix what's broken. And Boy, I think that's what I hear howdy, you say. howdy, that's so true. James. All right. All right. Thank you very much. I'll Thank talk you. To you. Hey, James, happy COVID conversation. May the force <laughs> be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, James. Thank you. That's James Sellers with Make Your Mark with Sight Mark. Um, James and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, James is a conservative. He's also an economist as well and uh, understands people. And the fact that we think that we can legislate gun control is ridiculous because if the people that want them want them bad enough, guess what? 
they're going to find a way to get well it's supply and demand it's where there's a will there's a way you know and and you go we go back to this and we've talked about this with a number of topics this is just one of those to put in that category of you cannot legislate certain things you cannot legislate parenting how many times have you seen the federal government say well we're going to do a b and c or you know at the state level like well we're going to implement this at the schools and everybody has to do it and parents don't have a choice you know what people are either going to step up and be a good parent and do their best or they're not um you know with with gun gun control you know it's and i go back to the 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 saying we've heard forever in a day you know guns don't kill people people kill people so okay you want to be proactive with gun control well yes there are things you can do if you've got somebody who you know has some significant mental illnesses and issues like that we need to be, be more proactive about that but jp i mean seriously look at chicago i mean this is a place where people love to go on vacation the i, I can't remember you and i were t- i think you're the one who brought me the number the statistic about how how I mean, it's it's astronomical the murders that are there, and then all of the police that are retiring, and then you've got you know, folks you know screaming defund the police. Um, are those, are, are because it's a pandemic, or because Joe Biden says so? Are those criminals going to all of a sudden go? You know what? I'm out of the gang business. No guns for me. No knives for me. No drugs for me. It's all good. Okay, yeah. Joe Biden said no, so I'm not going to do it. Is that a scenario? That could happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a thing. Like, it's not. You have to, well, you have to be completely off your tilt and wearing a kilt <laughs> while you're sitting in your tuffet in the White House. I mean, come on, Uncle Joe, pat oh. me out of my pants, Biden. Oh. I mean, seriously, dude. <laughs> and no, it's not a thing. And then Kamala Harris, she's got her head so far up her butt. I don't think that she's going to be able to see right or left when it comes to making common sense anything, especially gun control. And she was one of the ones screaming the most. You know, look at the states that over-legislate, right? Again, I always say this, Kathy, God bless Texas when it came to putting together when the state legislature gets to meet. They only get to meet every other year. They only get six months, really. Even though they work in the interim, They can't do much, thank God, unlike states like California, (laughs) Illinois, New York City. And look at how bad off those states are. Illinois bankrupted itself. California has bankrupted itself. I don't remember Texas, even in the hard times, bankrupting ourselves. Yeah, our bank account got pretty low at some point, but I don't remember us ever bankrupting ourselves. And I we mean, didn't. Teachers and, not getting paid. No, there troopers no, not getting paid. There was never. Now there is right now, and and it's supposed to be dealt with in the special legislation. It's one of the reasons we want the Dems who are holding out to come back. You do have for retired teachers that thirteenth check, but that's not because the government doesn't have the money for them. They just need to pass the legislation. And you know, JP. Then I'll piggyback off what you said. You've got. Um, you know, and we're Texas is able to do that, and we don't have a state income tax. Like I don't understand some of these states that are just in dire straits. They have a state income tax on top of everything else, and I'm like, how do you not take care of your business? Well, not even just a state income tax. They have a how did you fart income tax, <laughs> and did you belt to the dinner table income? Grab tax. your granola and, and pay five cents for a bag. 
Oh, is that uh, what they call that now when you grab your junk? They call it grab your granola? I yeah, don't grab know. Grab your granola tax. I don't know. Just, you know, the <laughs> land of granola and taxes. That's what I think of, and that's what I've always said when, when it comes to California. But, you know, these are also, again, you're going to these places where you've got a state income tax. You are literally paying money. If you go to a Walgreens or a CVS or something, they're like, would you like a plastic bag? Well, yes, I would not like to carry 10 products out under my arms. And, okay, well, that's going to be five cents. Seriously? And, and everything's yeah. already taxed, a tax on top of a tax on top of a tax. And, and it seems like these are the states that are unable to provide just the basic needs for their people. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. And the thing is, is that these people, you know, and this is the human spirit, right? We will, we will look at it, we will identify it, and we will adapt, right? And that's what these people have had to do. You know, it's like people that move in here from California, Michigan, Illinois, New York. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm a millionaire now. Oh, yeah. Because the, the state is not taking 45% of my income and the government 33% of my income. Yep. Wow. Then they go from a, a 1,200-square-foot home with no front yard that cost them $700,000 to coming out here where they can get a house for $500,000. And sit on an acre. 5,000 square feet. And right. sit on an acre of land. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Mean, we talked about this back, you know, when I was co-chairing Victory 2020. And we were ahead of time, you know, um, we were, our first phase was registering, <laughs> bless you, was registering voters. And so many people, JP, had kind of the reaction like a kid in a candy store like you just did. If they were from another state, especially California, they were like, do you know what I'm paying for my house? And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I mean, the conversation was very open. Nobody was holding anything back. And they're like, can I tell you how much I was paying for my house in California and how much I was paying in taxes? And they're like, I don't care who I need to vote for. Just tell me who I need to vote for to keep it the way it is. And people who yeah. had blindly just followed and voted Democrat when they were in California said, well, do you have do you have like a do you have a, you know, something you can give me to tell me who to vote for? Because I don't know anybody here. And I'm like, you know, vote for everybody that has an R by their name. And they're like, OK, sold. And it's like politics goes out of it when it starts hitting your wallet over and over and over and over. Yeah. Well, what I don't what I don't get is is how those same people, like in the city of Chicago, can tolerate being taxed almost out of their home into poverty, and then being told, "Oh yeah, by the way, we don't believe that you're responsible enough to carry a gun." It right. just blows me away. Uh, and that should That's, never that should never be an issue. That's why I'm really glad we're going to have a, a really a deep dive conversation with James about this because again, it starts being even if you're, you know, I, I know people who are very pro Second Amendment, but they're just not, they don't have a gun in their home. They don't, they, you know, would never take their kids shooting. They've never, like when there was shooting events at scouting events or whatever, they kind of opted out of that because some people just, they're not comfortable, comfortable around guns for whatever reason. And that's their gig. Again, this is America, <laughs> not my place to judge what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. But these are people who are saying, you know, I want my voice to be heard because even though personally I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I don't have a gun at my home or I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that, 
I do believe in the right to be able to do so. So again, it starts being about your rights and it kind of reminds me, JP, of like when we have Lathan Watts in studio to talk about religious liberty with Liberty First. And I'm not just talking Christianity, we're talking, you know, Jewish, Hindu, hey, atheist, agnostic, whatever floats your boat. You, you want to make sure your ability to worship in the religious, you know, sanctuary, church, temple, whatever of your choice, don't let somebody take that away because if they're taking it away from one group, it's going to hit you at some point. They can take it away from you. Well, and let's talk about <clears throat> where we want to worship, the temple we want to worship in. And I can tell you, the temple that I want to worship in is in Butter. That's where <laughs> I want to worship. We're so talking we the State Fair of Texas. Howdy, folks. I know where you're Howdy, going with folks. this. <laughs> so what are we eating? Are we eating butter? Are we eating margarine? What's our favorite butter? Do we believe in these butter substitutes? Kathy. <laughs> Are you a margarine girl? Are you a butter substitute girl? I can do it. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I can do any of them. I can do, I can't believe it's not butter. I can do country crock. I can do regular butter. Now, depending on if a specific recipe calls for actual butter. Yeah, no substitute there. When you're cooking, like if I'm, you know, baking something or there, if something says, you know, a stick of unsalted or salted butter, oh, I'm sticking with that. I'm not doing any substitutes there. But as far as like what I'll put on a baked potato or what I'll put on, um, uh, you know, a, a roll, a dinner roll or something. Um, and really, that, I don't use butter with the, the exception of cooking. I don't put it on a lot of things. I'll put it on pancakes, waffles, roll, dinner roll, and baked potato. That's about it. Sometimes a tortilla, depending on what we're having. Um, but yeah, I but I can and I, I'll roll with kind of whatever. I don't know. What are you're probably just a straight butter, legit dude. Uh, I am. I am a straight butter man. Okay, even for, straight for spreading, even for cooking, obviously, oh, yeah. but even for yep. like spreading on a, a croissant roll or something. Yeah, yeah okay. see, because you can buy real butter spreads, right? So you can buy Lando Lakes. They have a tub yes, of real butter. They do. Spreads yep, they, they do. do. Um, also, um, if, you, if, you, if you use your knife in a certain way and you get like Terry Gold, like the butter cube. Love, love that Kerrygold. When I, 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 that's my butter of preference, the Irish one for salted or unsalted butter. Love that brand. Yeah, or Palugra, um, which is also one of my very favorite butters as well. In fact, they were around before Kerrygold came out. And you take your knife and you, you just run it on top. You can get a thin layer that'll kind of curl up and put that on your toast as well. You know, you can also put your toast in the microwave for about 10 seconds, and it'll melt that butter nice enough where you can spread it if you needed to as right. well. So I'm a butter guy. Now, I'm going to tell you, I grew up on imperial margarine. Right. Was that's that what, what your I grew up Did your mom on. cook with that? Yes, because that's what she could afford. Gotcha. She couldn't afford real butter. See, you remember uh, back then, you could pick up a pound of margarine, uh, imperial margarine, for like 29 cents. Because it was super, super cheap. And so she could cook with that. And so, yeah, now I'm a butter guy all the way. 
Um, I don't do spreads anymore. Um, and here's the thing. Here's what I also found out is that butter is better for you. Um, even if you're dieting, like I'm on JP's Kitchen, if I was going to put butter on something and I wanted to reach for, let's say, um, what'd you call it, Kathy? All but nothing butter or something like that? Um, I can't believe it's not butter. I can't, I can't believe it's not yeah. butter where there's no calories or only five calories. Not this homeboy. I'm putting a tablespoon of butter out there and I'm going to use my tablespoon of butter uh, the best way that I can <clears throat> for um, for what I have because the butter is actually healthy for you. A tablespoon a day uh, doesn't kill you, won't hurt you, and, and again, it's good for you. So, yeah, well, and, and I I can't help but think about um, when you mentioned butter. I thought you were going to be talking about the butter sculpture, the annual butter sculpture at the state Great State Fair of Texas. Well, we can talk about that too. Do you know what the theme is this I'm year? I'm going to take my butter knife and go get it. Do you know what the theme is this year? Is it a lamb or something? I think I heard it something awkward. I was like, "What?" Oh, okay. Does anybody know? I always thought that the butter sculpture always blows my mind. I, I just that's what we that's a that's a never miss for us when we go to the state fair. And it just that I it just blows my mind that somebody can make such something so beautiful out of butter. Of course, it has to be kept at a certain temperature. Oh yes, or it becomes yes. butter for popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Um, for us, it's a big old, big old uh, area with just a bunch of melted butter. Oh, that sounds good. It's a lot yeah. of butter too. It's a lot of butter. Now, you know what else I like to get at Costco? Um, every once in a while, they'll have three pounds of butter. And it's from the Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, yeah. And so, and they sell it in that wax paper. And uh, I'll get that every once in a while as well. Um, because, you know, if it comes from the Pennsylvania Dutch, they hand churned that stuff. You know, that's some good stuff. Yes. We used to drive, when I lived in D.C., Maryland area, we would drive up there and get cheese and cream and butter when we lived up there. Is that like where you can get, um, I don't know why this makes me think of this, um, cheese curds? No, that's Wisconsin. Okay, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, yeah, that's right, it, that, is, that is a big Wisconsin thing. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of cheese curds. Um, you know, And you know where I tried my first cheese curds um, was um, okay. Hershey's. Hershey's Meat Market, really? which I love that place. And I was looking, I was getting my, I always try to grab um, a thing of the um, crab dip that they have that's so good in their little refrigerated section when I go there to pick up meat or seasonings or whatever. And I remember I was like, cheese curds, and I love them. And then I found out, yeah, that's a big, big cheese head, big Wisconsin thing. Um, yeah, that sounds really good right now. Well, you know who, uh, who makes those is Culver's. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. Uh, Culver's makes uh, fried cheese curds. Oh, now Wisconsin that based, would uh, be good. Like, fried cheese curds the, would be good. That would not be on JP's Kitchen, though. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, that's where the uh, that's where the the um, butter burger came from. Was the Milwaukee area in Wisconsin as well? I gotcha. Um, so the, and I used to love the butter burger. Couldn't get them anywhere. What, what, what is what is what is that? Is it because it's there was butter on the meat or on the bun? It's the it's the bun. 
It's just and all it's, buttered. Oh, that uh, sounds so good. That sounds so good. When you take a bite, it's like you're biting into butter, and then the hamburger <laughs> got a little butter on it. Too. Again, yeah. not on JP's yeah. kitchen. <laughs> oh, we got a little Barry White. We're talking butter, and we can't go. We can't go two seconds without talking talking Barry White. <laughs> Well, when you're talking the butter burger, you're talking very white, baby. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Marvin Johnson says cheese costs more in Wisconsin than it does here in the South. Oh, it um, does. You know, and that's, I think it does in the grocery huh. stores, Marvin. I remember going to the grocery store with my sister. Um, but then I remember we stopped at a dairy that sold it right out of their dairy there and their dairy air. <laughs> Oh, but up, I know, right? <laughs> um, but it was actually fairly inexpensive uh, when you went to the dairy itself and bought the cheese on the dairy. Um, you know, there used to be a place in Plano that was called the Wisconsin Cheese Factory. I don't remember and that. Where was that? that? Where I was that? It was on Jupiter Road next to Jack in the Box. You know that Jack in the Box in the post office? There? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over on the east side of Plano, so, yeah. Uh-huh. And you know where those, um, if you look across the street from the post office and a little bit south, there were some office buildings there. Okay. And so it was about probably 200 yards from the railroad track. Right. On the right-hand side. Huh. And my mom and dad, we would go in there when I was in school, like once a month and load up. And they had the cheese that was wrapped in the wax. Oh, and I so, love that. I love that. Yeah, so the that. cheese lasted forever. Right. I mean, it was great, you know. So uh, Coach Quigley says, my wife always brings home cheese curds and chocolate cheese from oh, Wisconsin. Oh, I bet that's good. Oh. Chocolate cheese? Is that good? That's probably yeah, really good. Have you had I it, I got to try that. No, I have not. I, have no, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. And I'm thinking about making a run up to Green Bay next week because I've got a little Ooh. bit of time off. So I may bring back chocolate cheese. Chocolate cheese. Yeah, I may have to do that. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, if you're talking to me about butter, it's butter all the way. Again, I would rather live on one tablespoon of butter a day, which is not bad for you. It's like 50 calories. The butter is actually healthy for you um, than I would on a cube of margarine, or I can't believe it's not butter. Well, and any again, it gets back to. And, um, on a thing like that, it gets it goes back to okay, yes, if you're going to be doing you know a pad of butter versus a whole stick, it's mo- it goes it, it's moderation, and, and you know when you do something like that, I know you're real big on um, instead of using like a light sour cream or low fat sour cream or um, yeah. a plain Greek yogurt, which a lot of people like to substitute for sour cream, you're like you know what, do a dollop of the real thing. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, the calories are not enough to, to hurt you. Right. And the real sour cream actually has vitamins in it. Um, it's not bad for you. When you start breaking down into diet stuff like this, like that, somehow they sneak sugar into it to substitute for taste. Well, and, and a lot of and, them have uh, a lot more sodium in it. And then, and when you get, and I remember this, oh gosh, I think it was like when I was in college when the first thing came out that was like low fat or some kind of, you know, it was like, oh, light or this or the other. Well, and then you're like, oh, so I can sit here and eat a whole sleeve of cookies? Well, no. Right. <laughs> no, it's again, it's about moderation. And it is. And that's what it is about everything in life, right? You know, so the first two weeks of doing JP's kitchen, um, I lost 18.2 pounds. Yay, 
congratulations. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, and everything is eaten in moderation. Even yeah. while I traveled, I was able to eat 1,000 calories, 1,200 calories a day. Yeah. And, and I'm full. People are like, oh, my God, that's not very much. Well, it's not very much when you're eating fried foods or you're eating bread well, um, or you're eating pasta. I saw – I was at um... – Got something from um, uh, to go from Burger King the other day, and I looked on the app. Um, I, I I don't know why I looked on the app with, in the menu before I got to the drive-through, and I remember seeing like a Whopper. I think my husband got like a I don't know a Whopper or something. Anyways, this just the not a double meat and cheese or anything like that, just a regular cheeseburger. I think it was like eleven hundred calories. Well, yeah, if that's the 1,000 yeah. calories you're eating for the day, well, you are going to be starving. But your plate's full. I mean, all yeah. the pictures you send me, your plate's full every meal. Every meal. Yeah. You know, like when we get off the air today, I'm going to go make my breakfast. Yep. And then we're going to go take the truck over to the collision and repair place, right, right? Uh, and drop it off. And so my breakfast this morning will consist of a quarter of a bell pepper, right. a half of a jalapeno, um, a red onion diced up, half of a red onion diced up, yep. four mushrooms diced up, and two eggs. Yep. And then I'm going to have three or four slices of cantaloupe right there, or I'm going to have four yep. or five strawberries, a handful of blackberries, a handful of blueberries, and salsa on my eggs, right? And none of that's diet food. It tastes good. Right. And my calorie count, slow down, right? Slow down. Right. My calorie count, the two eggs are 120 calories total. Okay. My salsa is 25 calories. And that's it. Oh, wait, say what your ca- calorie count is totally. You cut out there at the end. 120 calories on the egg. Okay. 25 calories on salsa. the salsa. Okay. And then um, when you add the fruit in, that's another 30 calories. Okay. And that's it. There's no more. And you are full. And I'm stuffed. And the plate is huge. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, like you don't go here. hungry. Yeah, and, and that's... Clyde says hello. Hello. sweet baby. <laughs> He's like, wait, you're talking about eggs, daddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, where's my breakfast? Hi, it's where's me, Clyde. mine, sweet baby? <laughs> right? Oh, sweet <laughs> baby. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's um, oh, it's, it's Susan, real quick. Susan said that the um, theme this year for the State Fair of Texas is howdy, folks, exclamation point. Welcome back to the State Fair of Texas. I love that because I cannot wait to go back to the State Fair. You know, it's just um, nothing like it. And it was very, it was just really a sad year that we didn't have it last year. Yeah, my dad's excited, too. He can't oh, wait to yeah. get back to the State Fair of Texas. I love it. And it's been a couple love years, or two, you know. Oh, so, yeah, Michelle said she'll be there for breakfast, back. JP. <laughs> hey, come on. Come on Come over. on, I will tell you. I got to <laughs> warn you, we do breakfast naked, so good luck. Uh, you you do uh, what? Breakfast? You didn't catch that, did you? Breakfast I said bacon. we do breakfast naked, so come on. Oh, breakfast naked. I was like, bacon? Wait a second, bacon's on JP's <laughs> kitchen? No. Oh, well, you're it is. Funny. Actually, bacon is on JP's <laughs> kitchen. Oh, there you go. vegetarian vegetarian that's bacon. That's right. So it's bacon. Uh, <laughs> you could eat turkey bacon, but I don't like turkey bacon. So So you prefer the vegetarian bacon? Is I do. Like bacon vegetarian or something? Bacon. Well, it's it's bacon bacon, right? Yeah. I don't know what it's made soy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's crispier and it tastes like bacon. Okay, gotcha. 
Gotcha. And so, and the calorie count is low. Turkey bacon to me just tastes like cardboard. It doesn't taste like bacon. Yep. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> and so then there's that. Marvin stopped off at Munster's and got himself some meats and cheeses at uh, Fisher's. I mean, I do love that area, by the way. A lot of good meat processing plants up there that sell right out of their storefront. And so I love that. Right. And Susan said that she did not find what the butter, butter sculpture was. I had heard, somebody talked about it on the news, on the radio news. And I don't remember. Usually they reveal ahead of different. time. Yeah, it's uh, something that's different. It's it's like weird this year. I wonder, I wonder if it's it a is. COVID cell. Maybe no, a COVID oh, cell. Oh, no. I, I think that's the last thing anybody wants to see is that little spiky red cell. I wonder yeah, if it's maybe. What the have they government ever, wants. Have they ever. Oh, yeah, exactly. If the government had their way, but his great state fair of Texas, um, thankfully. Um, I wonder. Um, if if it's if it's howdy folks, um, welcome back to the State Fair of Texas. Is Big Tex somewhere in Butter? Have you? I don't. I'm trying to think over the years and years and years and years if I've ever seen Big Tex in a Butter sculpture. Yeah, I don't know that I have. I mean, I've yeah. been to the State Fair of Texas every year except for one since we've lived here. Yeah, so since 1989. Yeah, I'm so trying. I'm trying to. I'm I don't remember, to... and I always go see the Butter. Oh, because so. it's fascinating. They've done like, you know, they had like a, a cow one year. They've had horses. They've had um, uh, hot air balloons. I, it's fascinating what they're able to do. It's just, it's just amazing. Just beautiful. Well, I'd like to see it being about, made one day. Oh, I would too. That would be uh, cool. Talking, of, talking about hot air balloons, Kathy. Yes. Nothing more says hot air than the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives. Oh, we were having such a lovely well, it's almost uh, time to come to an end, and I want to. Oh, I want to always. It was such a nice day. To... Put Carter back on. <laughs> right. I don't want to talk want... about the U.S. Senate. Put Carter back on. <laughs> well, you know, I want to talk about a headline at least once a show, yes. and the headline I want to talk about today is this trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure Good bill. Night. Yeah, I... that I don't understand. Um, what's yeah. funny is is that. Um, our, our heroes to be able to kill that bill is going to be Nancy, I broke the bank, Pelosi, and AOC, I suck the air out of the room, I suck AOC. Did I, did uh, I send you that article? It. Did I send you that article super early this morning? It, 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 I, I, I don't one? think I did. One, one of the ones, it was a Pelosi driven thing about, oh, and we're, this is so great what we're passing and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, it's, well, it's painful. It. It's just, it's painful. Well, painful. here's the thing. Inside this, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get a copy of this bill. Um, but my understanding is, is that this infrastructure bill, if Pelosi and AOC have their ways, will not get through the House, which, thank God. Well, and, that's, um, because, and the only reason will be because you've got a few Democrats that are in really tight races coming up in 2022. And we, the people, are sending emails and phone calls and saying, hey, do not do this. So your voice does matter, especially in a, in a race where the, the margin of, um, of a win for a Republican versus a Democrat is razor thin. That's where the Democrats, yeah. those are the Democrats you need to reach out to and say, hey, you're up for re-election in 2022, vote this down. Well, the, the cool thing is, is that unless Pelosi gets her $3.5 trillion 
uh, and her spending wish list, she's not going to vote for this $1.1 trillion one. And so oh, she, wa- she wants everything. And then what's it, what's it going to do, JP? Is it going to help the homeless people in her own backyard? No. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not. It's going to add taxes. Um, got it. For example, and I, I've got to find this tax in that bill. They're calling it the driving tax. And yeah, so they what's know. What's that about? Uh, yeah, they're going to tax you for driving. Um, the state of California <laughs> has already on. started to tax people for texting or getting ready to. Uh, they're trying to pass Real. legislation yeah, for that. Oh. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how our federal Congress goes about their business in trying to tax us for driving. Like we will pay a per mile driving tax on top of the gas tax that we already pay. Um, I've heard this on the news. I've heard it from several commentators. I I just pulled pulled it up. I just pulled it up, JP, and look, listen to this. So it says um, uh, infrastructure bill includes per mile road tax test that will track drivers travel so that's another thing so then you're going to track where i'm driving so i may not even share my location with all of my family members or all of my friends in my circle i just pick and choose who knows where i am all the time but uncle sam's gonna know but nancy pelosi's gonna know where kathy drives and jp drives every day yeah. Huge invasion of privacy, first of all. I mean, let's not even put the financial is- issue up there, but that's a huge invasion of privacy. I, I would think that if even if you're a Democrat, you don't want them tracking you. And again, that goes a step closer towards oh, Biden's old thing about, oh, and everybody's, you know, over half the people are going to have electric cars by this time. Well, my gosh, we couldn't even keep our power on in Texas. How are you going to... So in eight years, the grid's going to be built out to where everybody can plug their electric car in and run their washer and dryer at night and run their electric stove and have lights on in their house. I mean, oh, my gosh. At some point, well, this is saying that it's um, the federal government receives an 18.4 cents, and most states collect a chunk as well. Um, As fewer cars visit the pump, the amount of tax, tax revenue decreases, and so the need to make it up somewhere else comes in. That's the key sentence yeah. in the article. They, well, they want to get your thing. money somehow. Well, and I got one better for you. If you were actually using the gas tax to fix the roads like you were supposed to, and I'm not driving in potholes yep. and breaking wheels on a regular, I have bought five wheels for my vehicles over the last six years. Unreal. And, and granted, you, the drive, the you drive a lot. But um, you and you and I, because of how much we drive, we drive, and especially we, you know, um, when we were going into the downtown Dallas area or going into Irving for our radio show every day, that's a lot of driving. And you know, and I go through a lot of tires. You go through a lot of tires, but a lot of those tires I go through unnecessarily because of the road conditions. Period. Right. Period. No doubt about it. Yeah. So yeah, get ready for this driving tax. If you don't want it, get on the phone. <laughs> Start calling, like Kathy said, Democrats who have close races coming up. Um, I would even call Elon Omar because uh, her race is not going to be easy. Um, I've got some friends up in Minnesota. In fact, I may be making a trip up there. Oh, good for you. And help walk door to door. Go knock on doors. Oh, amen. Hey, when are you going? I'll go with you on that. I'll go with you on that. Because I'd love to knock on doors to unseat that girl. 
Yeah, no, I'll let yeah. you know for sure. Yeah. Um, but and we can do live remote. That would so be I can a take blast. the remote package with us to Minnesota, and we can uh, do it from up there and talk to people in Minnesota about yep. Elon Omar. That'd be a blast. Um, but it, it is time to tell the king and the queen that we are tired of being overtaxed. Thank you, King Biden. And uh, we're going to show along with the tea in the Boston Tea Party. Good new so, nickname. Yeah, King Biden needs to go away. And Queen Pelosi needs to go away. Yes, yeah, you're right, because we don't have a monarchy. monarchy. You're a, a, a jinx, buy me a Coke. You know, and it's... Um, it's 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 really it's crazy. It just makes you shake your head. And you're like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. It is. Believe it. Don't just sit there and let it happen. Call the people who are paid and elected to represent you, and tell them I will not stand for this. You know, we've got uh, a Congressman Van Taylor. He's he doesn't have didn't have Wi-Fi access this morning where he is, but um, he'll be in studio with us with you and I, JP, next Wednesday. And and you know, this is one of the things we can talk with him about. You've got to reach out. And I know not everybody's as easily accessible as Congressman Taylor. I get that. I, I know that there are some just, you know, they just let the phone go on to voicemail and you never hear from them. Then then get creative and, and you know, and flood their inboxes and, and flood their fax machines and, and fill up their voicemail because there, I guarantee you there's an intern or a legislative aide somewhere in that office that is getting that information and keeping track of it. Right. Oh, there it is. Yeah. But we have got to kill this bill. This bill is bad. It's Amen. bad for the country. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden we had to have an infrastructure bill to begin with. Um, businesses seem to be running fine. Everything was going great. Jobs were going uh, were, were going up. People yep. were, were working again. Yep. COVID hit, and now all of a sudden we need an infrastructure bill, um, <laughs> it, it, which and I disagree it, with. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more on this, and couldn't disagree with this bill more. You know, and again, I go back to JP. Look at all the folks. Everywhere you go, there is help wanted. You know, we were in Bonham, Texas, and we were in a restaurant last night, and it was help wanted. Uh, you know, there are help wanted signs on all the, the um, you know things on the different businesses on the square. Um, People are, you know, you've got um, Target paying for college classes if you come and work for them. Um, was it Walmart? One of one of the places, if you sign up, they give you a signing bonus. Oh, and I know my, my cousin got a job, and um, because it, it's been so hard for this company to find people, and it's a nationwide company, they're giving $750 to employees who recruit and get, get another person to come in and, you know, sign up and they'll get a signing bonus for getting the job and signing up this is crazy i mean we desperately need people to work but while people are not working and still receiving a lot of them government aid then in the meantime you've got you're saying and now we're going to tax you for this and they say well this this is going to be a tax that only hits the rich and it's not going to hit a bull it's going to you know doggone it it's going to hit you when you go through the McDonald's drive through it is hitting you right. when you go to the grocery store you're going to get it one way or the other right yeah no, uh, i agree ah i i agree wholeheartedly <laughs> so well with that being said i can hear the music playing in my ears which means that it's time for us Here to it head is. on everybody should be able to hear it now so, uh, don't forget, big day on Friday. We're going to party and have a good time. And so join us uh, Friday morning, 8 o'clock. The also, lawyer show uh, tomorrow. Gonna, uh, Kathy and I are talking about with Chuck about bringing the team back together and 
maybe even going live in the evening time. Oh, we've and got some so, fun plans for the school year. Fun plans for the school year. All right. Kathy, have a blessed day. I'm you off to the too. collision repair place. Yeah, get the intel. Uh, Courtney, we're very glad that, um, by God's grace, uh, she and Carter were spared injury last night. Absolutely. Love well, y'all. I tell you what. Love y'all. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Do, 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 do.